podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, Monday, December 12. Welcome to Pacific Down and Distance. We're about to have a good hard look at week 14 and the Sunday slate. My name's Jonathan Corbett. I'm your host. And just a reminder, this is a collaboration between Outside Centre Enterprises and Sports Social Podcast Network. So if you're into any sporting podcasts and whatever your sporting flavour, get over to the Sports Social website. You can find that in the show notes. All right, let's crack on with the rundown, uh, starting with the AFC East and New York Jets at Buffalo, 20 points to 12 to the Bills. Inclement weather and absolutely no spectacle, but Buffalo do just enough to keep the Jets at bay. For Buffalo, very slow day on offense, No, uh, not, not anywhere near the stats we're used to. Uh, from them and certainly uh, less offensive yards than the Jets had themselves uh, with the likes of Diggs held very quiet by what you'd have to call one of the league's meanest defences but it was just enough to uh, to get the 20 points. For the Jets, their stand-in quarterback, Mike White, was injured not once but twice, taking rib shots both times. So I'm not sure where that leaves him regarding next week or even next year, given that the, uh, the defense for this team is so damn good that uh, it would have to be tempting to... Uh, to go for a free agent quarterback or, or a draft, um, drafting a quarterback next year. Uh, they were very good. So you've got to keep that in mind. They, they had two losses in a row now to the Vikings and the Bills, uh, but they're playing really well and they will be competitive in the playoff race. Now, next week, Buffalo host Miami. That is an, uh, a standalone game on Saturday night in the US. Uh, so adjust your uh, clocks accordingly, depending on where you're listening. The Jets, they host Detroit, who are one of the informed teams in the league. Uh, those two teams, you wouldn't normally associate them with any sort of match of the round status. But I think you'll find a lot of people pay close attention to that one next week. The next game we'll go to, we'll stay in the division, uh, we'll sort of, with uh, Miami. Uh, they played on Sunday night football against the LA Chargers in LA. Just keeping in mind, though, with those uh, those LA games, they do draw big away supporter bases because LA itself is, in a, is a popular city and it's a brand new stadium. Certainly the case today. So Miami had a lot of fans there, but it wasn't enough. They lost the match 23-17. Critical game for the for the Dolphins to, to, to lose. They were in it for most of the match, but they never quite looked quite like they were going to win. For the Chargers, um, most importantly, the, uh, well, you know, they, they obviously wanted the win and keep themselves in wild cards contention, but they've also uh, they've also delayed the Kansas City divisional celebration party, which would be uh, they'll be thrilled about. So uh, putting themselves in wild card contention is significant because the Jets, as we just mentioned, and also the Raiders lost. Uh, the Raiders lost last Thursday night, and New England are yet to play, so it's a good time to win. Justin Herbert had 367 passing yards from 39 completions. Uh, his main targets were uh, Mike Williams, 116 yards, and Keenan Allen, 92 yards, most of all. Uh, so a good day all around for them. Tua struggled again, two weeks on the West Coast and two uh, pretty ordinary underwhelming games. Only 145 passing yards and one touchdown. His main target, uh, Tyree Kill, 
Uh, still got his 80 yards, but his most exciting play was actually from a teammate's fumble. Worth checking out the highlights of that one. Uh, he picked the ball up at the back of the uh, sort of uh, scramble that was going on and just ran around them and uh, all the way for a, uh, for a touchdown. Very exciting play. Now, Miami, as I mentioned, they're playing at Buffalo next Saturday night. It'll be a critical one. They do, at the moment, hold a tiebreaker over Buffalo. So if they were to win that, they'd hold a, uh, they'd keep the tiebreaker. They'd solidify it because it'd be 2-0. Uh, however, if they were to lose that, you'd just about give up on them winning the AFC East. So it'd be uh, Buffalo's to lose from there. Now, the Chargers, they host Tennessee. We'll get to Tennessee a bit later, but that will be a big game because it'll be at home, and obviously their season is well and truly alive now. The third game, Kansas City at Denver, uh, won by Kansas City 34-28. to 28. Now, that score sounds close. The match was definitely tight at the end, but Kansas City got out to a 27-point lead. They'll be thanking their lucky stars with the way uh, the match played out in the end because the Broncos definitely had their chances to pinch it. But, yeah, the Chiefs were out to 27-0 midway through the second quarter. Now, when a Russell Wilson pass was tipped by Willie Gay and then caught by the same player and run back for a pick six midway through the second quarter, things were getting seriously ugly for Denver. A lot of this stuff has been happening every week for them. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. But uh, funnily enough, the Broncos, who do have one of the best defences in the NFL, they forced two intercepts on Mahomes on the next two drives. And both corresponding possessions were turned into touchdowns. So they were actually able to get the score back to 27-14 at halftime. This continued in the third. Mahomes um, ended up having three intercepts over the day. Uh, he did have 352 passing yards and three touchdowns. But the pivotal play was when a, uh, a gallant Russell Wilson took on the uh, defense, ran into the red zone and got a critical first down uh, for to get them to a goal-to-go position. However, he took a head knock on the way through. It didn't look good on TV. It reminded us a little bit of some of the stuff we saw with Tua earlier in the year. Uh, Brett Ripien came on to turn that drive into a touchdown. He pulled the score to 27-21. Uh, but I must admit, he himself did not look authoritative after that. And the Broncos just couldn't harness the momentum enough without Russell Wilson. Now, Wilson did have 247 yards and three touchdowns. So I dare say it's possibly his best match for the Broncos. He'd be under a injury cloud this week. Um, but hopefully he's quelled a bit of the noise about his progress because uh, his confidence must have taken an absolute battering this year. Now, big escape for the Chiefs. They just need one win to clinch their division. They go to Houston next week. Uh, we will talk about Houston shortly, but that is a definitely a winnable game. Uh, Denver will host Arizona, and that is also a winnable game. Over to the AFC North. Cleveland at Cincinnati. So Cleveland 10 Cincinnati 23, another triumph for Cincinnati's, you know, almost secretly good defense. Um, they've, they've, they've become one of the better ones in the NFL now. And on their offense, Joe Mixon had 96 rushing yards and Jamar Chase 119 receiving yards. So both of them back to dominant form after being injured in recent weeks. Funnily enough, Cleveland, sorry, uh, Cincinnati still sit behind the Ravens, Baltimore on tiebreak. Um, and that just relates to an earlier defeat by, uh, by, by Baltimore earlier in the year. But um, they've still got a revenge opportunity coming up in the, uh, in the next three weeks. 
and they look dangerous, the Bengals, heading into January. Now, for Cleveland, Deshaun Watson's numbers were much better than last week, which I guess you'd expect. Uh, he's now his second game back. His only real errors came right at the end once the game um, was sort of getting out of reach of the Browns and they were getting a bit desperate. Cleveland overall, though, were ordinary today. They were very indisciplined and it crawled their chances uh, and probably ended their season. Donovan Peoples-Jones did have a massive day out, uh, getting uh, triple figures for his uh, catching yards, so uh, he'll take a bit of encouragement out of that. So, as I mentioned, uh, Cleveland uh, and Baltimore both got a lot of uh, divisional games coming up. So, Cleveland hosts Baltimore next Saturday, and the Bengals go to Tampa Bay. Uh, staying in the AFC North, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, both the other two teams in that division played. It was at Baltimore and the Ravens won 16-14. Pittsburgh ha- have now solidified what will be their first losing season under Mike Tomlin, their coach, who's been around since the mid-2000s. Uh, backup quarterback Mitch Trubisky came in off, I think, the first drive of the game. There was um, an injury to Kenny Pickett. And uh, unfortunately for Trubisky, uh, he fed his detractors today with three intercepts. He still had a lot of good passing numbers and things like that. But uh, yeah, that's not going to help his cause uh, for ever getting back to QB1 anywhere. Uh, As for Baltimore, they are running on fumes. Uh, Quarterback two, Tyler Huntley, was injured today. So uh, a third quarterback came into the game. And J.K. Dobbins, their running back, had to step up and rush the ball ball repeatedly. he, uh, he he had one touchdown. Uh, the team only had one touchdown, but it was enough to hold out the Steelers. So Baltimore, like I said, they go to Cleveland next Saturday night and uh, Pittsburgh will go to Carolina. Let's take our break. All right. Now, most of the rest of the matches, the six to go, will relate to the NFC. We've largely played in the AFC so far, in fact, uh, entirely, now that I look at it. Uh, So we've got a couple of AFC opponents figuring in these matches, but it's mostly NFC. We'll go uh, firstly to the NFC North. Minnesota, one of the uh, teams with the best records in the NFL, were at their divisional rivals, Detroit, who come in as one of the informed teams. The Lions actually started the favourite here and got the job done, 34-23. to 23. They started the season 1-6, and six, they're now 6-7, and seven, and they're on a massive tear. Um, they also delayed the Vikings, you know, uh, so-called cap and t-shirt party uh, and thrust themselves into the wildcard picture, the Lions, given that uh, the Giants, New York Giants and Seattle both lost and all the other real wildcard contenders were on by. So Jared Goff, from the Lions quarterback, he continues to run hot, 330 yards, three touchdowns. His main targets today, DJ Chark, 94 yards and one touchdown and TJ Hawkinson, 77 yards. For Minnesota, their season just makes no sense. Kirk Cousins had by far and away his most impressive game of the season today. 425 yards and two touchdowns, and half of those yards went to Justin Jefferson, who caught 223 in total, yet they were convincingly beaten. They've had much lower numbers other weeks and got the job done. Uh, Next week, they host Indianapolis, who are just about dead on a Saturday match. Detroit will go to the New York Jets in that sort of up-and-comers match. Okay, the NFC East is next. Philadelphia at New York Giants. I actually thought this might be a sneaky upset, but Philadelphia absolutely whacked the Giants in what was a totally non-competitive match, 48-22. to Jalen Hurts had 217 passing yards and 77 rushing yards. 
whilst uh, Miles Sanders helped out at running back by rushing for 144 yards himself and two touchdowns. The less said about the Giants, probably the better. They got help from Seattle as well um, by, in, them, in their loss to Carolina, but in truth, this is pretty demoralizing, and they've got a bad divisional record too, which is really killing them. Okay, next week, uh, the Philadelphia go to Chicago. The Giants are on Sunday night football in prime time against Washington at in Washington. And just keep in mind, those two teams uh, tied just last weekend, actually. So uh, I think that was the reason for thinking the rematch might be exciting enough to flex it into that Sunday night slot. I think the match that might have been taken out is between the New England Patriots and the Raiders. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if that's justified. Okay, the next game we'll go to, uh, it was an all-Texan affair out of conference, Houston at Dallas. Uh, so not a lot of spice in, in a sort of derby sense and certainly not in a uh, uh, win-loss sense. But as it happened, uh, Dallas won the match 27-23, but they only went ahead with the last score of the game and were leading most of this match, sorry, trailing most of this match to Houston, who almost had a miraculous win. Uh, they gave Dak Prescott a torrid time. And they actually had a chance to bury the Cowboys um, when they were leading 23-20. Uh, they got a pick on Prescott on the Dallas four-yard line. But in the four plays uh, in, that, in that possession, they couldn't score and they turned it over on downs. And Prescott took the ball 98 yards for the, uh, for the touchdown and the win. Dallas will want to forget this match quickly, though, given that they, uh, they need their heads in the game. They've got a rematch with Philadelphia in two weeks, and that is going to be critical. Otherwise, they are only are going to get a wild card at best. Houston were practically experimenting at quarterback. They even deployed Jeff Driscoll at one point. Uh, they'll almost certainly use their first draft pick, which looks like being number one on a brand new quarterback next year. Uh, however, their defenders really started to bear fruit today and had some impressive plays and some impressive stats. They host Kansas City next week. Not ideal timing for that. And uh, Dallas, they go to Jacksonville in a bit of an odd out-of-conference match uh, for this late in the season. And I think you'll find there's a couple more of those on next week's slate as well. Okay, uh, the next game was theoretically Fox's main game of the day. Uh, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. It was an absolute blowout, 35 to... Uh, uh, 35 to 7. Um, they absolutely waxed the Bucks, and uh, I mentioned Fox before. Fox chose not to uh, not to show the game through to its completion today. They switched their match, which they can do. It's in their right. Uh, now the Bucks only survive purely and simply because of their division. They're still well and truly in the playoff contention, uh, but that's because everyone else around them is so bad. And uh, actually, this week uh, two of the other teams are on by, and Carolina won. So uh, that's not an ideal day for Tom Brady. He was picked twice as well, and uh, had lots of passes missing receivers. And to be honest with you, uh, not all the time was that actually the receivers' fault. San Francisco got surprisingly good quarterback play out of their third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy. He hit two touchdowns, and uh, it was a day out for Christian McCaffrey, 119 rushing yards, um, and a big passing uh, touchdown as well, receiving touchdown. They've got a big concern with an ankle injury to Debo Samuel. However, the uh, other than that, they'll be pretty encouraged with what happened because Purdy in particular is going to have to play for the next few weeks. Uh, including next Thursday night on Thursday night football against Seattle, which is a critical game because Seattle will be desperately trying to break that tie break. Now, Tampa Bay, they've got this sort of uh, another one of these random out-of-conference matches. They host Cincinnati, which is not an ideal matchup for them at this point. 
Carolina at Seattle ended up being an upset win, although uh, this was a lot of people's prediction for a sneaky upset. Uh, Carolina 30, Seattle 24. This was a big day out for the uh, for the Panthers, who led all day against Seattle and bizarrely uh, kept themselves in playoff contention in the process, uh, referring to the uh, Tampa Bay uh, travails that I mentioned before. Hubbard and Foreman did the damage for the uh, for the Panthers on the ground, each getting 74 rushing yards. Seattle, statistically, they played okay. Geno went three uh, three touchdowns, two intercepts, 264 yards. Lockett and Metcalf both hit TDs and both had big catching numbers, and so did Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he had both of those as well. Uh, so they like all of that looked good, but they were chasing their tails all, all day, and frankly, the pressure told in the end. It was a badly timed loss for them. Uh, they definitely need that win on Thursday night against San Francisco. Um, the reason it was so bad is the uh, was an opportunity to real strengthen their wildcard position. Uh, Carolina, they host another uh, out-of-conference opponent in Pittsburgh next week. Now, the last game of the day, is it the upset of the day? I guess so. I don't know. I'll let you uh, have the final say on that. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville walloped them 36-22, uh, but don't don't worry about that. They were uh, miles ahead, three plays ahead, three possessions ahead for most of this. Uh, Tennessee have got uh, just a two-game lead of the AFC South and never really in this match. Absolute day out for Trevor Lawrence, 368 yards and three touchdowns. Evan Ingram was the chief beneficiary for the Jaguars, 162 catching yards and two touchdowns. I think Tennessee will be wanting to move on quickly. Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill fumbled three times between them. Tannehill was also picked. And to be honest, Jacksonville Scott are off each of those turnovers. Three losses in a row. Bad news. Off-field turmoil for their Titans during the week last week as well with the hiring, the, sorry, the hiring of their general manager. Uh, they need a circuit breaker. They're at, you know, they're going to LA uh, to face the Chargers next weekend. Jacksonville have that match against Dallas. Just a quick plug once more for the Sports Social Podcast Network. The website's in our show notes. Looking forward to uh, chatting next week. And uh, we've got a big slate with some Saturday and some Sunday games. We may be able to get a bonus app out for you as well. Enjoy the week ahead. Sports Social Podcast Network.